on this week's episode. Feeling stressed? Just breathe. Ever heard the Alabama fight song on harmonica? New venues, current venues reopening, and jobs are coming back. Go Owls! Peter Ritchie's in the house. You are now listening to Swag and Repeat. Repeat. The voice for Orlando's meeting and event industry. Good morning and welcome to... We are coming to you taped from Zoom. This is episode 53. We are a weekly podcast that covers the networking events that make up Orlando's meeting and events industry. We bring you the available jobs, we cover the breaking news, and we chat with industry professionals about what's going on in Orlando. You can find our old shows, leave five-star reviews, and share our podcasts by subscribing to us on our SoundCloud page, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. You can also keep up with us and interact with our hosts and listeners on our Facebook page. Hashtag swag and repeat. Or follow us on Instagram by searching for swag and repeat. I am one of your three hosts, David Bucklew. Joining me as always, I have Selena Molinax and Joe Truitt. Good morning, everybody. Joining us later will be Peter Ritchie, who is the Director of Hospitality and Tourism Management at the Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. We always start our show off with a question of the week. Today's question is... I'm a little concerned based on the keyword of trunk. (laughs) You should be. The question is, what is currently in the trunk of your car? We'll start with you, Joe. Oh, that's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. You had a dead body in your trunk. What would you do with it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you can answer that too. (laughs) I'd rather not. (laughs) Uh, But I'll start. So the trunk of my, I have an SUV, so I don't really have a trunk, but in the back of my car is a yoga mat and way too many of the reusable Publix bags. You're just always ready in case you have a shopping emergency. I just love the grocery store. So I spend most of my quarantine there just to get out and be a part of society. Yeah, so I have way too many Publix bags and a yoga mat. Selena, what do you got? I too have a yoga mat. It lives in my trunk, but right now I need it in the house, but it's in the trunk. So cool. Um, I also have car cleaning supplies that came when I bought the car. They're just, they've been there for, I don't know, eight years. Um, I have clothes that need to be donated and then shoes that need to be repaired. And I say shoes like plural, multiple sets of shoes have just been sitting in there. And then all the court stuff. It's like my moving office. So if you want swag, catalogs, tchotchkes, linen, like for me to table at a booth, all the court stuff is in my trunk. So call Selena for an appointment to look at all that swag. She's a one lady show on the road. I tell you what, your car. I do not have a yoga mat. But I probably do have a sweaty, dirty uh, gym towel in there. And then also I have beach toys because we just got back from the beach uh, just recently. That was like such a fun family trip. I was obsessed. Who takes your photos? Set it up on a cooler because they're all... Yeah, we usually do. We set it up. uh, I have a little tripod, but I never remember to bring it. So usually we'll try and set it up on a, you know, lean it on a cooler or something like that. And whatever we can do to, you know, prop it up and take the family photos. It was super professional. I loved it. Now that we got all the formalities out of the way, let's talk about it. Our first event last week was the MPI Virtual Coffee Talk with Dr. Lauren Hodges. It was the second part of that series. Uh, We had a good amount of participation in it. I think uh, it topped out of 50 people for a virtual uh, webinar. It's pretty good. Joe, you you got to do the first part, but you didn't with the second? I did. 
see what kind of stress person they are. And I kind of wanted to know what kind I am. But was there like an exercise that everyone did? Yes, there was. a Well, there was an exercise that me, uh, Nicole, and Mark did where we had to act out one of her personality traits. And I had to be distracted. So I played it off very well. I just kind of started naming things I saw outside and, and uh, things coming through my mind. So, you know, that was fun to participate in. And Nicole and, and Mark did that as well. I mean, yours was hilarious because were you driving? Were you in your car? No, I was, I'm sitting in my office and I, you know, I have a window okay, I can see it, outside. It sounded like, like you were driving. So it sounded like you were really d- distracted. <laughs> so that was funny. But yeah, I actually, I love the session. I'm a big Lauren Hodges fan because she talks about the science of everything and it's very fascinating to hear it said that way instead of like, oh, industry equals burnout. Cool. But she actually like goes full in into how and why and how to fix it. Um, so this topic was the seven stress personalities. There might be more, but she just like chose it down to seven. She put really funny pictures to it. Not trying to make fun, but also just trying to be educative, educating, sure. Educational. On the topic. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. I need to go back to school. Um, <laughs> Dr. Richie, where are you at? So it was really cool. She basically just talked about all of them. So she said with this personality, and it was very uh, cohesive in for all of them. So she would say for this personality, this is how the person might person might feel. So they might feel shaky, anxious, foggy headed, whatever. This is how they might look. So they might look like they're not paying attention. They might look like they're not getting it. They might look Um, apathetic and then on the next screen she would say this is what's happening in your brain at that time and why you're acting this way or feeling this way this is how recovery so she had a whole chart of like best practices for recovery what I found interesting and that is regardless of what stress personality you have breathing and breath work and meditating works for everyone if you don't know what stress personality you are it doesn't matter just learn box breathing learn to meditate any of that will help all of you. I didn't take the class, so if you see me breathing in a corner, then <laughs> Selena says it works. We also had the One Heart event, which took place at the Florida Mall on May 5th. They were looking for donations to help out uh, One Heart for women and children. We didn't get to participate in it, but we did hear that it was a very successful event. They collected a lot of items as well as money to support the cause. We also had the PPN May virtual meeting. I got to participate in that. I jumped on for a couple of minutes. Uh, It was good to see a lot of our uh, industry people back and talking about how they're starting to recover and kind of how people are turning it around, hearing about people that were able to get the PPN loans and other assistance and how they're using that to rebuild their business and and get started again. So thank you to Debbie for putting that together. And and we had a great amount of participation in that as well. Then we had the NACE mini masterclass. That was a repeat of a session they'd done the week before. Well, it's it's a mini masterclass that Walk the Talk by Shannon and Julie puts on. They have several classes, I think, and different topics. This one was about how do you communicate to your clients or how do you build a maintain the relationships they work so hard to get during this time they're really funny you should definitely check out their facebook it's called walk the talk by shannon and julie they started putting out these like parody videos that are just hilarious especially if you know julie and her personality did you see so, the one on webinars and like what not to do <laughs> yes there was yes it's hilarious like they're fun and it's funny to see something fun during this time. Julie's, like eating ramen like into the screen she's hilarious <laughs> Where can you find those parody videos? On their Facebook, Walk the Talk by Shannon and Julie. We had the MPI Florida Connect session. This was the third part of a four-part series. It featured the speaker, Dr. Elko, and Joe definitely got to participate in this one. I'm ready to talk about this. Okay, so first off, I was a few minutes late. Dave was like, are you guys watching this? And I was running around, and so I couldn't actually get into it right away. And I jumped into it as soon as I could. And as soon as I did, 
the first thing that the guy says is, you know, all we were worried about with the players was keeping them out of jail. And I was like, what are we watching? Like, what is this? Then I fell in love. Like, I legitimately was like, this guy's all over the place. He has so much energy. Like, what's going on? He's showing me every ring that he's ever got from Alabama and and all all the places, Clemson, I think he had one from. And uh, I was like, what's going on? And then he started saying the most powerful things and his presentation was incredible. I will say that some of the takeaways that I have, I took some notes and one of them was compared to what he kept saying compared to what compared to what and I was you know trying to put that into a perspective and he actually used the illustration from Pitch Perfect where he was like uh, so he said this is the worst thing that could ever happen when they got like booed off stage and then the girl from England is like well I had diarrhea for seven years or something like that and he's just like compared to what is like how you keep things relevant and honestly yeah this is a bad time and this is all happening compared to what like is this the the worst thing and just like keeping it very relative to that the other one that he kept saying that I was really into was so what now what so so what like something happened so what now what what are you gonna do like how what's the reaction to it and how are you gonna move forward so I actually fell in love with this guy he was an amazing speaker Uh, by the end of it I was singing his praises he played the harmonica for a second I was confused but I'm in love I think he was great it's always good when you have a harmonica in there I feel like it does spice things up for sure he was playing the uh, Alabama fight song he said those are from our old time people and then he went off on another tangent and I was like I don't know like I think he just blacked out I don't know what just happened but it was hilarious. I loved him. I am team Dr. Elko. It's like he ties a lot of tangents together and just makes a, a great presentation. You made a comment. You're like, it's like he's like on a dartboard and there's just all these subjects and he has to tie them all together for to win a million dollars. Like it was amazing. So Selena got to participate in the boardroom, which is a new Facebook group and their conference call. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So this was the first call that they put together. I'm pretty sure Lisa Compton started the group. This is basically for industry creatives and it's trying to figure out, you know, during this downtime, how do we pivot? How do we adjust? What do we do? How do we move forward? Because we're creatives in the industry, right? So it was a great call. I honestly felt like I didn't belong in the room because these people to me are legendary. So on the call, we had Lisa Compton, Gabby Hoffman, Kelly Graves, Sammy Pollock, Mike Day, Trina Day, Mara Hart, Jason and Sarah Gable, Jean-Michelle, Richie Compton, Lisa Kovac, Connie Riley, Dennis Bailey, John Adcock, Stephanie Berry, Shalisha James, and Alan Arellano. If you don't know them, you should. These are the people I look up to in the industry. They are basically getting together to help each other out to figure out what to do during this time. Uh, John Adcox shared some positive news and insights about clients that he is getting during this time, obviously with some pivoting, not being live in front of 10,000s of people, but doing things virtually or doing things pre-recorded in the studio space that they're being flown out to. Connie Riley also talked about an act that she had and about secure networks, not having talent on Zoom, but having them on something like Cisco WebEx. They talked about how The Voice, which is nationally syndicated TV show now is completely virtual and how they're pulling that off and how that's working out. They helped each other out with a lot of insurance ideas and insurance claims like how to decrease how much you pay for insurance during this time since you're not working, you're not paying for people, you don't have the liability because you're not out there performing as you would. They talked about the slow return of how, like, for example, Shepherds and Clearwater Beach is open, but their talent right now is a solo person and it's not the full band that you're used to. They just really helped each other out. I was really proud to be on that call and I can't wait to see what they do moving forward. Did you uh, write down that list or did you just remember everyone that was in that call? Um, Both. So I started writing down because I wanted to say who did what, like I 
ideas, but then I also just remembered everyone. We were on a Zoom, so you could see everybody's faces. And Unbelievable memory, especially considering now that you're 30. So how was your birthday this past weekend? Thank you. It was great. I posted some thank yous to everybody. I mean, celebrating an iconic or a pivotal birthday or even just any other birthday during this time is different. It's unique, but I feel the love virtually through everybody. So thank you. This It's just the beginning. She's getting soft in her old age, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday, Selena. Do you feel older, Selena? Do you feel any different? I don't really feel different, but I am making changes within myself mm-hmm. and trying to move forward and focusing more on me. And I know I've been saying this a lot, but I started a blog series on my personal Instagram and personal Facebook, don't judge me, called This Is 30. So on there, you know, I'm very much trying to be in the moment and being intentional with everything I do. And so that is what's different. I would say, Selena, that's one thing that I would describe you as is intentional. Like that's whenever you say like, what's one thing that like describes you or like that you think of when you think of me, I would think that the actions that you take are very intentional. So I'm proud of you for that. Thank you, friend. So now we have the nine to five. And it's back. This is the second week we're back. And Selena has a few jobs to tell us about. Yeah. So again, make sure you're checking out the Facebook album in hashtag Swag and Repeat where I'm posting all of these jobs. But the new ones that I have to tell you about this week are Rymark International, which is a professional site selection and event management company. They are looking for a national sales director is what the job description or job title is. But then when I was reading through, they're really looking for sales managers and event managers to join their team. You'll be an independent contractor, but if this is something that you're interested in, definitely check it out. Crescent Hotels is looking for a director of sales and marketing. I'm not sure exactly which resort this is, but I feel like we've talked about it before. Something to look at. And then also the Marriott Orlando downtown is hiring a guest services representative. Thank you, Selena. So now on to the promo section. We have a couple of happy birthday shout outs to give. Wednesday's birthdays are Liz Hogan and Sydney Fitzgerald. Friday, we have Debbie Andrews of PPN fame, as well as Flemings. And then a happy birthday to Gabby McNeil on Saturday. You guys, I still love May. Happy birthday, everyone. Hope it's a great week or day for you. Yeah, a lot of May birthdays. That's great. Then we have a promotion to talk about. Tristan with Florida Citrus Sports has been named the new director of corporate partnership. Congratulations on your promotion. It's great to see during this time people with great news to share, like a promotion. So that's huge. Congratulations. The next one we're kind of sad about. This might be the end of the Michelle Brooks corner. End of an era. It's a great end. Thing. Michelle Brooks is moving on up and has accepted a position outside of the events industry. We're very excited for Michelle and her new endeavors. Do we know what she's going to be doing? So Michelle is going to be uh, working with a pharmaceutical company to be in sales. So she's going to be amazing at that. I'm so excited for her to be pivoting into that industry. And she's, I mean, anything that she touches turns to gold. So I'm so excited for her. Um, so Michelle Brooks corner. Dun, dun, dun. So, I mean, the pharmaceutical sales reps, they do use restaurants for their meetings and stuff. So maybe we'll still see her around. Yes, that'd be great. But in addition, she is going to continue, at least for this month, at the Ladies Networker, which we will talk about a little bit later in the show. We do have a new venue to announce. A Canvas event venue will be opening in August of 2020. And that's owned by... Remmel. So you probably know Remmel. He's uh, with Shangri-La here in Central Florida. He has been working on this venue. He's been working on the marketing, working on everything. Everything from design, ground up, everything. So definitely check it out. They are on Facebook already. It's called Canvas Event Venue. This next one, I think Joe will really like. Orlando is opening its first rage room. Have you heard about this, Joe? I haven't heard about it, but I'm reading it and I 
need more details. Selena, tell me, I know you know. Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, so it just opened up this last uh, Saturday, actually, on my birthday. It's an anger management rage room. It's basically a new innovative form of stress relief therapy where you don't have to worry about cleaning up after. So you basically, you pay $35 for a 15-minute solo set, or you can do groups of three, or you can rent out this venue for special events. But you go in there and you break stuff. You smash plates, you take, like, hammer and break stuff. That's what you do. I've been watching this on reality TV shows for like years like they did this on The Bachelorette a couple of seasons ago and I've been obsessed with it ever since so I'm so excited to see that it's finally making its way here yes and they do birthdays so maybe for your birthday I know I'm so excited like I it's really weird that like that's what I've been looking forward to <laughs> SeaWorld and Universal Studios have sent out email surveys to their pass holders. Yeah, basically, they want to gauge their attendees, their audience, their fans, their pass holders, and they want to know when should they open? When would you feel comfortable going? What does that look like for you? So they want to hear from you. If you are a pass holder, you should have received an email from them. They'll help them out, give them feedback. If you want SeaWorld and Universal to open, they're counting on you. I also love what SeaWorld's doing. I don't know if you guys are pass holders or not. I, Paul and I have passes and they compliment they did a complimentary upgrade to your pass if you were a silver pass holder they gave you gold just like as a compliment so we each get two complimentary tickets for people to go with us so like just like as a gesture of like sorry we've been closed for a couple of months here's two more tickets for you to use once we like get back open to have another day at SeaWorld like I just think that what they're doing is so smart I know like Disney also did either you can either get your money back for your annual pass or you get those days added to the end of it so like everyone's being very creative on what they're doing just because like they they don't know what's going to happen so i like how they're also being very creative for their pass holders i said yes it has a new branding campaign yeah i mean similarly to SeaWorld and universal what they're doing is they sent out an email last week too and it's called i said yes to networking they want to start up their monthly networking events again for everyone in the industry but they want to hear from you first so again they sent out a survey asking you the wedding and event industry professionals in Orlando. Do you want to meet? How do you want to meet? Where do you want to meet? What all that stuff. So people are trying to open back up, but they really want your feedback on how you feel about it. You have some bad news. A venue that we all love uh, dearly has closed for good. It is the Sweet Tomatoes. I think we have what, three or four of them in Orlando and they have closed for good. Uh, the news uh, sites mostly because of the buffet model that they use. But because I'm a big fan of Sweet Tomatoes, but also makes me think about like Ruby Tuesdays. Like the reason I love going there is their delicious salad bar. And now what? I can't get pasta salad on demand. What am I going to do with my life? Yeah, you got to wonder, I mean, are other buffet style restaurants going to follow suit with this? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, Jeff? think about the concept. Golden Corral, CZ's Pizza. Like what's happening? How do I get the unlimited food? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's good for diet. <laughs> yeah, sad to see them go. But we did hear of some new opening announcements. We have City Walk has announced that their retail and restaurant will start opening Monday, May 11th. And Disney Springs put out a big announcement last Thursday that they're opening to the public on May 20th. That's a good day. It is Uh a good day. Yeah. And for both of these, I mean, City Walk and Disney Springs, it's obviously limited capacity. So it doesn't mean everything will be open. It'll only be certain things at first. It'll be limited capacity for the venues. It's limited parking in the parking lot, parking garages rather. They're opening, but slowly. My question is with City Walk, when I first heard about this story releasing, do you know 
the craziness that is security of city walk like that big area where everyone has to go through security is always like packed with a million people like how are they going to do social distancing for security check six feet apart but then also think about it how many people are going to go that's why they're opening just to see what's going to happen people need pat o'brien's hurricanes they're going to go well you got to think too that the only people that can really go are local because right? nobody's really traveling yet i mean that'll change but at least initially oh that's true i mean i was gonna say it depends on what you consider local because people from tampa do go to uh disney spring yeah but they go more for like other things too that are close so yeah you're right it's going to, to be you, interesting. Like, out loud not everyone's going out like restaurants are at 25 percent capacity are people hitting 25 percent capacity not every night because people are so worried about going out so i think it's too soon visit orlando uh, we want to talk about them we put on our facebook page that they would have announced their 2019 visitor numbers on May 7th for their luncheon, which obviously got canceled. And we wanted to know if there's any plans to announce those numbers. We got to assume that that number should have been at or maybe more or very close to the 75 million mark that we got in 2018. Do you have any thoughts on that? My thoughts are regarding the mini Coke bottles that we didn't get last year that we got two years ago that everybody, like, <laughs> I was actually looking forward to this luncheon because we gave such a fuss about it last year of not getting full swag. So I was waiting to see what they were going to do this year, but clearly we're going to have to wait. Oh, look, Dave still has this. <laughs> Mine's on my desk at work too. Yeah, I, I I think that they will announce it. I think it is higher or equivalent to 2018. Like I said, 2019 is just like a big a big year. It was a solid time for everyone. It, it probably was the upper echelon of the of the decade. So I think we met or exceeded. What do you guys think? I agree. I mean, I think we met or exceeded, even if we exceeded by like one. I still think we exceeded just because of where everything was going. I mean, looking at just my company alone, we had year-over-year growth. In the past 10 years, it went to 283% growth. So if we were growing every year, that means people had to have been coming for them to need a sofa. Can you imagine how depressing next year's uh, luncheon's going to be? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you gotta imagine. Need to change it. It can't be a visitation number. It has to be something different, like percentage of something. You know, it has to somehow sound positive. Maybe they'll do like the last three months or so. Right? Like think... maybe it'll be like new markets that they're targeting. Something positive. They just ignore it for like five years, and they're like, "Oh, well, now we're gonna do it again." Here are numbers. <laughs> I think we had 76 million if I had to put some money on it. I think we just beat it. Okay. Visit Orlando also started a new campaign called 407 Dates. They did, yeah. So they launched another new program. Uh, this came out last week. It's again to support local businesses. It's called Hashtag 407 Dates. It's a campaign that started last weekend and it spans three weekends. So it's going up for the following two. It includes takeout and delivery option from hundreds of local restaurants and places where you can buy flowers and candy and fun virtual events like Orlando Trivia or intimate music performances. So check it out. It's called hashtag 407 date. There's a new hotel in town. True by Hilton Orlando Convention Center has announced that they will start taking reservations and open in September 2020. We're going to take a break now to hear from our guest speaker, uh, Peter Ritchie. 
All right, everyone. So we are sitting here today with Peter Ritchie, Dr. Peter Ritchie of Florida Atlantic University. And you are... I'm the director of the Hospitality and Tourism Program. I always tell the people that you're the dean of the hospitality program. So pretty close, right? Yeah, when it's a small school, it's usually a director. And then um, when it's a large school, they call it a dean. We have about a thousand students, so we'll probably change at some point. But it's uh, whenever we have meetings, it's called deans and directors. But you can kind of lump them in the same, just the size of the school. So you're in the news lately because of what you did with FAU during the pandemic. You pretty much gave a a certificate away and let everyone uh, participate in it. Can you talk about that? Sure. You know, my um, I didn't do my doctorate till I was older, till I was almost 40. So I, I spent my whole career in hospitality. And the last 10 years before I did my doctorate, I was in hotels. So I was a director of sales for like six months and then a GM for the other nine and a half years and a regional GM the past couple of years before I went to academia. So we would buy and sell hotels for the management companies I worked for. And then uh, one of the properties in Tampa was the... Holiday Inn Bush Gardens, and it was really large. It had 500 rooms, and we owned the Fridays and the Pizza Hut, and we had like over 1,200 staff. And we decided to renovate it and actually completely shut it down and uh, redo it from the inside out completely to the walls. And I had to lay off tons of people at that time. And during 9-11 and all these other things that happened, we were laying off in the what made me think of this certificate was how people felt right when they got laid off. They go home, they realize hospitality is cyclical or something bad's going to happen, and they all start wanting to do something else. I, I remember those feelings vividly of trying to keep the employees engaged and trying to keep them focused positive on hospitality. And I said, why don't we do something if we can do it fast while they're home? And we have a certificate that we do every summer. It gets about 100 attendees. It's face-to-face. And it's about 35 or 40 contact hours. So we took that and cut it in half to 20 contact hours and put it online. And in order to get it out fast, we only had about five days to produce it and and execute it. In my opinion, I expected to get 500 or 1,000 people from South Florida, but it just exploded. I think in the end, we still have two more groups to go through, and I think in the end, we'll be over 79,000 that actually registered. That's so incredible. I mean, it's so funny that you say 500 to 1,000, and then just seeing like explode is almost an understatement because of how viral this whole thing went. It's just, I mean, you became a star overnight. I mean, when I heard your voice, I, I, I made the comment, I know this voice. I feel like we already know each other. <laughs> that just tickles me. It's so funny. We, I had those incredible feelings of my former staff. And, you know, you working in the restaurant business, you get it. I mean, the servers, they have no income right now. The bartenders have no income right now. So I don't want people to bail on the industry. And in the end, people kept telling me, oh, this is great for FAU exposure. I'm like, what do you mean? I I didn't even put that together because that wasn't even my intention or my goal. My goal was just to keep people from bailing on the industry because I know when things get going again, I expect probably 70 or 80 percent of the people will return and you're already going to be short staffed. And we just came off 10 years of not having enough staff, always struggling for good bartenders and valet and room attendants. And I mean, we don't need that again. In the end, it was just kind of a fun thing, but it it exploded for me. I mean, at one point I was getting 5000 emails a day for a solid week. 
and I responded to every one of them, but it drained the heck out of me. Just drained the heck out of me. I just think about answering a hundred emails at a time. <laughs> I know. That's so impressive. And then to see also the care that you give. It's not not like you just put something together. You obviously had a great goal and purpose and it wasn't just publicity for FAU, but to email all of those people to respond, the care that you give, that is what supersedes everything. Well, thank you. And that's just me. I mean, I'm a hospitality guy. I've been in the business since I was 14. You know, I started as a dishwasher. I never, ever imagined getting a degree, let alone a master's or a doctorate and winding up in education. It's just I'm an industry guy by nature. I was in front of the house employee for years, all through school, banquets, catering, doing events, working incentive events. And uh, we don't save money in our business. We, we earn cash and we spend it. So the first thing I thought about is all these people with families. I mean, how are they going to make it even one month, let alone two months? You know, it's funny because now here it is, we're, we're towards the last two groups and people are asking me to do a modified version at a cheaper price than we would have done before. And I already have almost 1,200 on that waiting list and we haven't even designed it yet so every day i'm still getting requests and uh people don't know what to do but i'm afraid for our industry i mean i don't know if you guys want to talk about that but i'm very afraid for the next three years i really think it's going to be three to four full years before there's any semblance of what we had before dave you're you're in the events and conventions business i mean restaurants will come back sooner and i i think i applaud the restaurant people they've been the most creative and innovative and that's what we're known for but uh, just an example I went to Olive Garden real early on I was passing it by and I saw a big tent and they were selling all their wines and they had samples of cheeses that they had wrapped to give you in the car so you didn't touch it and I mean they need to stay alive and when you need to keep your business alive you become nimble and creative so we're good at that but we just came off a super, super ride of uh, income and, and growth and everything. So I'm, I'm a little afraid for the next two years. I don't know, you know, how all of you feel. I definitely think it's going to be a wild ride. Um, I've been on countless webinars and with economists and just, just people just giving advice and kind of their opinions of where it's all going to go. And I agree. I think it's definitely going to be a few rebuilding years. Absolutely. Um, and then it's going to bring us back to maybe 2016, 17. I don't think it's going to bring us back to 19. 19 was a really strong year. And I feel like we definitely took it for granted. And now like we're looking back and, and seeing where we were and it's a very far away from where we are now and it's because we were all doing very well and that just became the norm and now we need to figure out what that new normal is and kind of build off of that so i do agree that it's going to be two to three years definitely of just ongoing building um, and getting it back to make people comfortable enough to go out and uh, be with other people for sure yeah, I agree. And the whole new model, especially in hotels and airlines and cruise lines and restaurants of cleanliness, it's just going to add cost to our bottom line. You know, labor's already our most expensive cost, and now we have to do more work. But that's just a new reality. Around campus in the hospitality school, people are talking about, oh, maybe we're going to go back in time to the glory days of flying where we have fewer passengers and bigger seats, but it costs more money. And then an alumnus uh, from UCF that I talk to regularly, Dave knows them, his name is Doug. He works for the theme park industry. And in Asia, they're already doing a little bit higher price 
but you buy tickets by the day you're going to go, and that's the day you get to go. So they're capping attendance, and you have a better experience, but only if you can afford it. It's, it's going to be a different world. We still need to meet. We still need to have conventions. We still need to go out and eat. I mean, I'm dying to go out and eat because I don't cook. And it's been like a month and a half of hell, <laughs> you know, and I and I love to gamble. I'm missing my hard rock like crazy. So hard rock, I, I've been in touch with staff. That's going to be a new reality in casinos, too. I mean, do you use plexiglass? Do you how do you deal with permit? with chips and stuff? Yeah. Uh, I know touching chips and, and, and you're touching the machine to push the buttons. And are they going to clean it every time you get up? I mean, it's going to be a new world. Uh, I think you're right on the two to three years for a full recovery. I do think maybe one year out, we'll kind of get back to something, something close to, I mean, revenue wise, probably not. But yeah, as you said, people are going to have to meet again. It's going to be hard to do these Zoom calls and webinars, you know, to nauseam. I'm almost sick of doing them now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Absol- wait. Absolutely. And we... And we want to see each other. I mean, you go to a convention, you want to hug your friends from the other properties or restaurants. You can't even do that. It's it's a bizarre time for all of us. I think the pent-up demand to do something is so intense that we will get back sooner on some semblance. But, you know, what I tell my students and alumni is that we're coming off a cycle where you could walk into any building and get a job and go across the street and get another job. Now we have the right to be picky on the employer side. And if we're going to hire you back, you better be, you know, the best front desk agent. You better be the best revenue manager because you're going to have a lot of competition. And it's been five or six years where you could just miss an interview, not call back the employer and still get a job. That's going to that's going to go away. So, Selena, what's your what's your world of work? What do you do? I work in event furniture rentals. At court? Okay. Yeah. Court's very popular down here. There's a lot of people on MPI with me that have worked at court. And uh, what, what are you thinking in your world for the next 12 or 24 months? Like, how are they strategizing? Yeah, I mean, that's where it's at. We, um, they went through projections recently with the head of the company through just our division, which is trade shows and events. And we're obviously seeing zero revenue at all for the next few months. And then we have projections of how we expect it to go back up for the rest of the year. It's well below what it was last year, because again, 2019 was amazing. And they went through all of 2021 and then 2022. So the chart shows that we're not projecting to make net revenue as a company until 2022. Because when you take all the fixed costs, the employees, the warehouses, all the variable costs that we still have, and how low it is right now, we we just can't until right. 2022 is where it's at right now. And I know, um, you know, you represent on here the restaurant industry also. What I've been doing is I've been going every, because we don't cook as a rule. We cook like two days a week in my house. So five days, I've been rotating through all the restaurants that have hired all my students, going, picking up food and giving them you know, 50 bucks cash for whatever servers are working that day. And um, so they can split it, you know, just a little something. But every time I rotate through seasons 52, it's a, it's right by our campus. It's a shock to me to see Carolina, the GM working so hard 
and she's the one who brings the food out. And then at Jay Alexander's, one of my alumni had just passed through two years of her manager and training. She's the one bringing out food there. We're all doing our parts, but it shows me that all the companies were able to keep the best of the best and they're going to hire back the best of the best. So we might come out super strong in a way, Dave, you know, you might pick your absolute best day staff and you're, you know, because we want to shine when we come out, we have our first convention. We don't want it to, to have a flop at all. So I keep giving my students encouragement. I mean, every generation travels more than the one before we all have pent up demand to get back and do stuff normal. We just got to figure out what that new normal is. And I can tell you, as soon as people in mass start getting a vaccine, we all have very short-term memories. And if that comes sooner than later, things will boom again. And we go through cycles like this. So I try to stay calm. I, stri- you know, I try to focus on what we're doing to, to give you some education in the meantime. But I would tell all your listeners, you know, don't postpone your education. Keep going while things are down. If anything, you have more free time now and you want to get some distraction from the kids and the noise at the house. So go in a corner and, and focus on your class. Dave, I'm sure your house is busy. Yeah, it's, tr- it's, hard, to, it's hard to find that corner in a house with three kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I have an office. <laughs> Uh, speaking of a closet, I did a podcast for FAU, and the guy who does them was in, literally in his closet because it's too noisy with all the kids. So you saw all the shirts behind him, and and the sound was great because he was in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> the acoustics in here are fantastic. <laughs> can Can you tell us a little bit about how you put that course together so quickly? I mean, it, it doesn't seem like courses get put together that quickly in normal no, cases. No, and so. you know, I'm super I'm super lucky because at FAU. You, I would call us very nimble compared to any other place that I've I've taught. I had the pleasure of being an adjunct faculty member for about 15 years, which is what they call part-time faculty members. So my job was opening new hotels and or firing the GMs and fixing the broken hotels. So I moved on average every six to nine months for about 10 or 12 years. So I had the pleasure to teach at FSU, at UF, at UCF, at uh, Miami-Dade, at Valencia all these different schools and I got a taste of the different environments and what's different at FAU is that if I have an idea or any if any faculty member you know if they have an idea they can go to their dean and their dean doesn't shoot it down their dean says wow that sounds interesting go with it and then if you make a mistake he just says shut it down sooner than later she says you know close it down so I came up with this idea and I knew that it had to be timely and I can tell you the dean, the provost, and the president responded on it. It seemed in a matter of hours, and they just said, go with it. So we went right into our – we have a, an incredibly large business school here. We're kind of the eighth or tenth largest business school in America, so it varies on the year. But we have very extensive equipment and training and staff to do online education. So, of course, everybody was working remotely, but we got a couple of us together, went into the one room, and I just recorded and recorded and then brought faculty in and sanitized and left them by themselves in the room, and they recorded, and then the next one. And then, Dave, you know, like I, like you were in a part of it, I reached out 
uh, to my list of stakeholders, which is about 2,000 emails, and whoever could get to us within that five-day period, we did interviews with them. And I know some of you did the certificate, so it was heavy on the hotel side versus cruise line, theme park, casino, just because that's who responded in that time. So as we roll out the next one, we'll be able to better prepare it and have more depth and variety in, in segments because I'll just make that a focus. But it was a whirlwind. I mean, I went from a whirlwind of an 80-hour week of videoing and getting it ready to a 100-hour week of replying to tech issues to the next week of replying to thank you notes. We, have, we probably have 500 solid pages of comments. And to date, I only have two negatives out of like 80,000. It's amazing. And then two negatives were only that, hey, I loved it, but I really wanted to see theme park. I really wanted to see Carnival Cruise Lines. And I'm like, okay, me too. <laughs> next, next time, you know? Maybe in the uh, in the master's program, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a whole other journey. And people are still talking about it. I was on webinars last week. One of them was Kate Pate Consulting. She spoke for ILEA New York, and she mentioned it and how, you know, during this downtime, people are going through more education, and she mentioned the FAU course specifically. And then I was on another call with Skull, uh, Young Skull, so it's the Young Scholleagues internationally that got together and did a happy hour on Cinco de Mayo. And same thing, international students were talking about the FAU program. So well, it's amazing just to see the reach. Of thank you. That's incredible. And, you know, every day I'm still getting 50 to 100 requests. And I've been saying, no, it's over. No, it's over. I need to change that now and say, hey, we're going to do something fairly inexpensively if you if you want to participate but it's been an overwhelming positive thing for me you know like like i can't tell you um, i'll be 55 next month and like i said i started at the age of 14 as a dishwasher i would say this is the highlight of my career it's just really been so nice the, the, the emails from the people if i could share them with the world they are so touching I mean, I, the, the one that touched me super strong this week was a husband and wife couple from Orlando. They both work at Grand Lakes at the Ritz and Marriott Complex, and they've been with Marriott 31 years together. They met in the hotel together, and they've never been laid off in their life, and they're so at a loss as what to do. So they took the course together, and now they're like, oh, now what? <laughs> it was, it's just such a sombering story because Marriott employees have never been laid off that I know of. I have, a, I have a question for you. So obviously your vetting process for who your speakers were had to be very thorough because our own David Buckley was a part of it. Uh, how did the two of you meet and kind of how, how did that whole process go? Oh, Dave's just awesome. I mean, you know, when I taught at UCF, and I'm a little biased, I, you know, I know Selena went to UCF, but I'm a very business school kind of guy. When I used to recruit as a GM, I only recruited from Florida State because it was the business school program. And the students who came out, they would understand the star report and they would understand a profit and loss statement. And it was heavy business that none of us likes. My bachelor's is in sociology. My master's is in recreational studies. And I hated numbers. But when I became a DOS and they threw the star report at me, I had to learn it on the fly. And there was no Google then. So 
I had to really learn it and ask, you know? So Dave's group, when he went to UCF, he was one of my, in my group of students. When I taught at UCF, they had just moved out of the business school. So my five years there, all of those students were business school quality and types. But Dave just, he's an entrepreneur from, I think, birth. I mean, he he was entrepreneurial in his projects, in his conversations, and there were a group of us that actually became friends more than me being their professor. We were friends, and there was like 10 of them like-minded like Dave, and Erica was one of them. You know, and they wound up getting married and it's one of the only weddings I've ever been to in my life because I'm not a wedding fan and I had a blast, but it's like really he funny. Went to his wedding? He did? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, but it's funny because even the way he would respond to professors is like, no, I'm not going to work at a hotel. Why would I go work at a front desk? No, I want to run a business. So, you know, we've known each other forever. And to hear you say I vetted them, is, is kind of cracks me up because it was whoever responded and said yes, because I have 1,200 people that hire my students and I work with regularly. I would have taken any of them because they're all excellent. But we wound up having a great thing. But Dave is kind of funny. Um, there, he has a colleague named Scott Mipson. I don't know if you guys know Scott. Oh, we're very familiar with Scott. Scott's one of okay. our favorite people. He's been on the show, everything. Awesome. Because Scott, to me, I didn't see as an entrepreneur. And he's become a superstar entrepreneur. And he, he just applied and got in for our MBA. And the whole conversation was, I want the people service skills, but I need the business skills in case I want to pivot to do another business. And um, it's just great. Everybody from his time. Now, you know, Rosen now has great students that focus in other areas. So my whole thing was hotels and the business side of hotels. But, you know, they, they produce great students. I think in Florida, we're so lucky because Rosen and FAU and FSU are kind of, and FIU have really good programs that are all slightly different. And then we have newer programs at Florida Gulf Coast and USF. I mean, if you want to study hospitality in Florida, there's something for everybody. Um, and there's something that will match what you like. You know, we're, we, we're lucky in this state. But yeah, so Dave goes way back, you know, yeah. and then I was, I was run. my biggest mistake in my life is, is, is Dave really, because I was running a, a very small, <laughs> a very small mystery shopping business and it was getting too big for me to handle. And I said, Dave, take it over. It's only like 20 clients and he got it for a steal. And yeah. that's why he has to donate every year now to my program because he, he, he got in and he, he he blew it out of the water more than I would ever be able to do. But Dave, you're awesome. I'm going to publicly humiliate you. Yeah, no, I, I love telling that story of how we uh, we met at an ale house in Ocoee, Florida and signed a contract where I bought your business for 500 bucks. And yeah, here I am today. Biggest, <laughs> the business biggest has, mistake of my life. Yeah, I, I look at it the other way. It was a, it was a great mistake. Yeah. Uh, but yes, definitely have paid it forward. Uh, wherever you teach at or wherever you're at, I'm, I'm happy to donate and, and continue to yeah. do so. And actually I sent my check want, yesterday. <laughs> I want all three of you guys to get back on track because you all have businesses that I love. I mean, every time I do a conference, I use court, you know, and every one of my favorite restaurants is yours, uh, you know, so it's like we all need to get back. We're like biting at the bit, sitting home, doing webinars, doing podcasts, like get me back in the real world, you know. 
Well, I'm ready to sign a contract over Zingers any day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Love it. One last thing before you before we let you go. Can you tell us about the time we uh, hijacked the uh, Rosen College van and headed up to Biloxi, Mississippi? Oh, that wasn't hijacked. That was legit. It we, was. Um, we had a van at Rosen College. That was. I don't even know why we had it. We inherited it somehow. So I'm really into casinos, and casino classes were never at Rosen. So we decided we would give it a shot, and I knew the chief executive officer of Isle Casino Group at that time, and he let us take students to Biloxi. There was a group of about 10 or 12 of us. We had a blast, and they were supposed to go look at other casinos, and gamble and get the experience of the place and then feed, give feedback to the the guy who was the CEO. It's unfortunate because not long after that, Katrina came and wiped out that town and they never had the corporate office there again. But that trip was a blast. I still have some great photos. Of course, I lost my butt, but I, I had a blast anyway. Oh, we had a good time. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again for for coming on the show and, and sharing all that wisdom, and it was that was fantastic. Yeah, you guys rock! And if anybody wants help with any education, they can always reach out to me. My email is peter dot r i c c i at f a u dot e d u. Peter dot at f a u dot e d u. Whether it's here or anywhere, I'm always like the first one to tell you, no, our school's not for you. This is better. That's better. Whatever. Now I'm just waiting for Dave to do his MBA, so you ladies have to stick on him. Yeah, I'm I'm looking into it. It, it might happen. <laughs> Can't like let this go without saying go owls. Oh, of course, go owls. That's our logo there, which is kind of a bad symbol these days. You know? <laughs> it, it, it looks very, yeah, it looks like very it looks very similar to a bad symbol, so I don't do it much anymore. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Richie. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Wow, what a great interview. Thank you so much, uh, Peter Ritchie, for stopping by. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? I am so, so... I have no words for this. This guy is amazing. The fact that he literally didn't do any of this for marketing or publicity, he did it because he's like a good guy and he loves hospitality. He was just like his heart went out to these people. It's incredible. Like, I was thinking this morning before we started and before the interview, I was thinking like, man, they're not going to have to do any marketing for the next three to five years because people are still going to be talking about this and they're still going to be posting about it. And like, I'm still seeing certificates being posted. That is like such great publicity for them. And that isn't even why they did it. I just, I think he's a great dude. And the turnaround in five days, he said, he just turned this whole thing and it went viral. It's incredible. Selena? Agreed. When he talked about how this is his greatest achievement in his lifetime with all these years in academia and the industry, I agree. I mean, you're legendary. What you did for thousands of people. I mean, he mentioned some of the emails and feedback that he's received, but it goes beyond that. I mean, to take a time like this, and this is what I love is how he looked at how people were impacted in times in the past when we've had trouble and to, to pivot so quickly to come out with something, to offer it for free to so many people to help themselves. I mean, 
I just can't. I'm in awe. So again, thank you. All right, we're going to go to the RSVP and talk about some of the events that we have coming up this week. First one is the Glittering Hour is back. On May 13th, they're going to have a Zoom call from uh, 11 a.m. till noon. And the the topic for this is? Uh, The topic is how to be a virtual presenter. So now in the time that we're all on Zooms, sadly, I've still been seeing a lot of people just not doing great. So this is just going to give you tips and tricks on how to better prepare, how to look at the camera, how to be in the zone, how to have your setup look. And to preface your glitter gallery, you should post the video of Julie and Shannon just to, hey, Take this as a little piece for you to think about before we start. Yeah, it's your homework assignment. Tribe will also be back in action next week on May 13th as well. They're having their virtual event on Wednesday from 8 p.m. till maybe 9. This one is free to members and it's $10 to non-members and they have a topic of writing and executing a business plan. I mean, during this time of, again, pivoting, there's a lot of new entrepreneurs. There's a lot of people who had these passions and ideas for years that are thinking about coming out with them now. So this is really going to help you on how to write, execute, that business plan. And I also have people who have been in business for years who have had companies have been doing things out on their own, but don't have a business plan. So this will also help you as well. It's also just a great network of women be connected to. So definitely check it out. The speaker is Liliana Pickin. May I just say thank you for having something at 8pm. I feel like I can't hit a lot of these exciting topics that I want to because it's right in the middle of the day, which for some people is great, like that works with their schedule. But if I'm in operations, right now just because that's where my life is I don't have the time to break away from that so I'm loving that this is at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday where I can put it on the calendar I can put on my cozy clothes and still go virtual and be able to continue my education even after I'm home I love it I'm into it did announce that ladies networker will continue May virtual ladies networker is taking place at five o'clock it will be with zoom if you want to come on and congratulate Michelle Brooks this is where you should come also accepting Amazon gift cards Let's give her an Amazon gift card. Let's do it. All right. MPI continues their Florida Connects series on May 14th. And Joe, you have the details on this. Yeah, so this is the final episode of the four-part series for the Florida Connects chapters of MPI. So, so North Florida is doing the Embrace for Impact. It's Casey Jones is a speaker from the topic being Miracle on the Hudson. So I'm assuming this has something to do with New York. Yeah. So he's a survivor of Miracle on the Hudson. And so he's going to talk about the topic of how to embrace for impact. And during this time, we all need to embrace for impact with what's happening. It's at 1030 Thursday morning. It's free to members, non-members. If you're not in the industry, that's okay too. You can come join. Uh, You have to register ahead of time through Zoom and come attend this final session of this series, which might continue. You heard it here first. (laughs) What I like about this series is it's not so industry specific on a lot of things. Like, yes, there's tons of education out there that is very specific. The past two speakers have been just global. They connect with anybody, you know, like I I like that because you can invite other people to join in and the topics are just very vast. I'm I'm impressed. The miracle on the Hudson was a, a plane crash. Uh, the plane crashed into the Hudson River and the pilot like saved everyone. Nobody died in the, in the plane crash. So All right, our last event for this week is the HSMAI virtual happy hour, which will take place on Thursday, 3 p.m. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, free to register, I believe. It's for HSMAI Central Florida. Uh, if you're looking to connect with industry professionals who are in hotels, 
especially sales and marketing, you should definitely check it out. They're always a fun group. They're a good tight knit community and they're doing a virtual happy hour. As far as on the horizon, do we have any on the horizon? So not much for the remainder of May. Uh, They might start popping up again after we record. So we're recording last week, so they might come out this week. Uh, We do have an upcoming holiday, so it could be why there's not as many events or because so many people just had them early. I mean, NACE already had theirs and PI has been doing theirs. Yeah, everyone like planned out their events and let's do it in the beginning of May and now it's gotten quiet. Okay. Any Anything else before we close? We do have some extra credit. So I heard from a little bird that Dave's children have a podcast. Stop. Stop right now. <laughs> Tell me everything I have to. Dave, what's going on in your household? All right. So I have the podcast equipment out all the time because I just don't put it away since we don't actually meet in person anymore. So it just sits here. And every time the kids come in my office, they're like, we want to get on that. We want to use it. We want to do this. So I'm like, well, let's start a podcast for you guys. And they love watching Disney movies and they love finding Easter eggs in the Disney movies. So what they do is they'll watch a YouTube video on how to find the Easter eggs. Then they watch the movie and find the Easter eggs. And then their podcast is talking about it. What do you mean Easter eggs? So an Easter egg is when there's something in a movie that's like from another movie. So like uh, if you're watching Tangled and all of a sudden you see like a Snow White doll like sitting on the the windowsill or something on the... On the shelf or something like that. So that's an Easter egg from another movie. Pixar does a lot of those. So they uh, they'll sit there and they watch the movie and then they write like up a Toy script. Story, Monsters Inc. and all of that. Okay, yeah, all these yeah. Disney movies. They write them up and then they the three of them they sit here and they tell us all the Easter egg and it's like the cutest thing ever because even the four year old does it and she's. <laughs> this is adorable. I can't wait. Is it out yet? Can we listen? I can send it to you, but uh, we haven't put it through because they don't have email addresses and stuff. So I don't know how I can submit it because I can't. I can only do one. So. We'll find a way. I can't wait to hear this. I'm so excited. But we put background music on it and stuff like that, and they lugged that. And my my ten year old son likes to edit the show and and be like his dad there. So yeah, ten year old son. I was gonna say ten year old son with a fresh haircut. The yeah. entire Buckaloo family. Yeah. <laughs> well, the guys. The guys all got okay. haircuts. It was nice. It was good to get all this. I mean, it was just growing out of control and just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. And and I feel like the barbershops and salons and stuff will open like the next day, but I just had to do it anyway. So what do you got to lose? Well, It'll I grow kept, back. I kept, I kept seeing people comment, like say that like, oh, just because you just got your haircut, they're going to open up tomorrow. So I kind of took that as they're opening up tomorrow. So I got really excited and then they didn't open up. So... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're opening up soon. Right. I need to know if one of the kids does like hashtag Easter eggs. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm writing that one down. Write that one down. I have to hear it. It's written down. Okay, I'll send you the uh, the first episode and you guys can listen. It's only seven minutes, so it's not, it's not that long. So is ours. <laughs> All right, we do want to uh, thank again Peter Ritchie for coming on the show. Uh, next week, we have one more show before we take our break, and that is going to be with Laura Lee Shapiro uh, from Conference Direct. She'll be on, on our May 18th show. We are going to take the week off of Memorial Day to enjoy, relax, celebrate the start of the summer, as well as Memorial Day. And then we will be back after that in June with some new guests as well. It's going to be a great week. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. Bye. You are listening to Swag and Repeat. Repeat. The voice for Orlando's meeting and event industry.